You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, Logan. We need to tell our audience about our new tea public store. That's right. Now anyone can buy a t-shirt, sweatshirt, mug, or sticker with their logo on it. Awesome. What's the address? It's teepublic.com. We'll follow the link on our show notes. Cool. Now our listeners can wear a Hey, I Got a New Book podcast t-shirt while they listen to our latest review or read a new book. Yep. Welcome to the Hey, I've Got a New Book podcast starring Logan D. and Richard S. Today's episode features Mike White, author and illustrator of Millie Bean and the Giant Monster. And now, here's Richard and Logan. Hey, Logan, we have a special guest joining us now. Care to know who it is? Yes, who is it? It's Mike White. Author and creator of Melibean and Giant Monster. Awesome. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Oh, well, thanks for having me on the show. Richard, do you realize that Mike White is our, is our, is the first author to join us on Hey, I Got a New Book podcast? I know. That's awesome. Now we reviewed Melibean and the Giant Monster in episode 12 of our podcast. If you missed it, you can go back and listen. And if you already listened to it, go listen to it again. So Mike has graciously agreed to greet a few of my questions. Ready, Mike? Ready. In the story, we are introduced to three cats and the lovable Belly Bean. Now Belly Bean was inspired by someone special in your life. Can you tell us who that is? The special person in my life is my puppy, who we adopted when she was two months old. And she had a wonderful personality. And so I decided to make a story about her. Does Melody behave the same way with your cats as she does in the book? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much a lot of the character interactions are based on um, how how I imagine the cats and Melly would think um, <laughs> when, they, when they do things. I, I don't know for sure because they don't speak English, but I just guess. <laughs> Of course they don't speak English. So what about the giant monster? Is he also based on a pet? Uh, no, he wasn't based on a pet, but uh, he was more based on an idea of grumpiness and how I get it when I'm grumpy. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like like a big grouchy monster and I want to be left alone. And he was sort of like an idea of how I felt more than... Um, based on an actual animal that exists. Yeah. I don't know of any unicorn bunnies walking around that are taller than the Great Wall of China. Well, he wasn't actually a unicorn bunny. He was actually more just like a big bunny, but then it looked too much like another character, so I added a unicorn horn to make it different. So, are butternut tugs and chug, are they in your life as well? 
Yes, they are. They're my cats. Butternut and Tugs are actually from Canada, which is where I'm from. And they moved with me to California, where I met my fiance, who had who had Charlie, who we also called Chuck. And that's how we got three cats. And then we hey, adopted cool. Melody years later. So are the cats older than Melly? Mm-hmm. And cats are 12 years old and Melly only two. So they're 10 years older. <laughs> yeah, that's good math. <laughs> Just like on the fly there. What inspired you to come up with the story of Melly Bean and the giant monster? Well, it was mostly Melly Bean's uh, personality in real life. She was a, like a nice, happy, happy-go-lucky dog, and she she cheers me up. So, uh, yeah, like when I'm sad, Melly Bean, you know, gives like licks my face, and she's always happy and likes to meet people, and sometimes gets me out of bed when I don't want to get out of bed and go for walks and things like that. And so I took that idea along with um, the idea of going on a magical adventure to a magical land, because I like those kind of stories, sort of like uh, Wizard of Oz or Alice in Wonderland. Um, and you know those ones? Well, yes, but I don't like it. Uh, oh, it's too scary? No, I just don't like it. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's like, you know, stories like those uh, are interesting to me about like magical, magical lands and different places with, um, you know, creatures and you know things that can can defy reality, like sort of interest me. So I decided to take Melly kinda Bean like and put, yeah, kind of like Harry Potter, only for a puppy, Harry puppy. <laughs> but puppies are hairy. So that's why it's got Harry Puppy. Melly Bean has a great mortal about making friends. Did that idea come from an event in your life? Yeah, basically how she is in when we go to the dog park or when we go on walks, she loves everybody and makes friends with everybody she meets. And it's really inspiring to me as a person because I'm what's called an introvert. <laughs> and that's a person who likes to stay inside and and be be by themselves a lot and so Melly teaches me how to kind of make friends and go outside and um, step outside my comfort zone and I thought that was a really good message to have in a book. The story develops from Melly being buried in a shoe. How many times has the real Melody buried your shoes? Zero. That was that was based actually on my friend's dog who who he's he's kind of a naughty dog and will always steal your shoe if you come to visit but Melly's pretty much a good dog and you know does does what she's told so so that was a little bit of a little bit inspired by real life but uh, also a little bit of fiction too the cats are the naughty ones the cats have peed in my shoe <laughs> yeah, they haven't buried it though. <laughs> okay. Have you seen them doing it? No, I just I just like <laughs> catch catch the aftermath. <laughs> and I have to clean up the mess. Where did you come up with the idea of the greedy king as a bad guy? 
Um, I needed I needed somebody who could influence other people to hunt Nara, the the giant monster, um, and you know someone who could who could be powerful and influence other people and um yeah like a lot of people are motivated by by power and money and things like that and sometimes that makes you makes you do not nice things so i thought that was a good idea for for a bad guy and to show that you know it's not all about um things like like money and power as something to overcome that was my idea of what would what would be a good thing to help to be to show that you're helpful. Cool. One of the funniest things in the book is the golden eye boogies. How did you come up with that idea? Uh, it was actually uh, I wanted something that the humans could value uh, that Nara uh, that was like a byproduct of Nara sleeping a lot. Uh, and could be the reason why he doesn't get any rest from the people and the reason why he doesn't get along with the people because the people are always hunting him. And that, and well, my original idea was like, was like golden dandruff, but. What's dandruff? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That was, it's it's like little flakes, flakes in your hair because he's covered in hair. I figured he could have little flakes come out from his hair that people could collect uh, and really bother him, but uh, but not many people know what dandruff is. My next it. idea was eye boogies from when from when you sleep. I always get eye boogies when I wake up in the morning. Me too. But I can never tell what colors they are. <laughs> Don't do the color of your boogies. I couldn't hold it up to my tarot light. In a future book, will we learn the reason why Nala had her power stolen? Yep. That's actually what book two is all about. It's called Melly Bean and the Wicked Wizard. Cool. And I'm actually just finishing it right now so they can go to the printers. Cool. Maybe we could maybe we could podcast about that one as well. Yeah, I'll make sure you get an advanced copy. Cool. So there are more adventures planned for Melly Bean? More adventures planned, yep. Yeah. Uh, so far it's planned for three books. It's a three book series. But if people like it, there will probably be lots more. Woohoo! Like a Netflix series? Oh, that'd be amazing. I would, yeah. I would love it if there was a Netflix series. Yeah, me too. I want to see what happens in the Netflix series. <laughs> and also the cool thing is the Netflix series is usually not like the book. So different things could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Lots, lots more stuff can happen. Maybe you guys can be a voice in the Netflix series. Maybe. Or maybe you can make it a movie. Yeah. You can make it one whole movie and put and give it to the movie theaters and then they can play it. That sounds like a great idea. Before you wrote Melly Bean, you worked at a children's animation. What was that like? Did you animate anything we might have seen? Um, the only thing you may have seen is a show called Johnny Test which was for um, the Warner Brothers Network. It's about a little boy scientist and his dog, Dookie. I think that's his name. (laughs) (laughs) It's a funny name. Yeah. 
that that aired on WB and the CCW down here in the States. Uh, but everything else I worked on was probably just aired up in Canada. You, you can find Johnny Test on Netflix, I think. Cool. So if you like those Netflix series, you just look up Johnny Test. You might like it. It's about a little kid invent- inventor, and he has two annoying sisters. He has a dog that he goes on adventures with and saves the world. I have an annoying sister. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you had two. That would make things nuts. Especially since I wrestle with my sister. I don't know if I could wrestle two at once. Hey, Logan, what's your sister's name? Melody. Oh, really? Really? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a nice name. We, we like it because my fiance's name is Carol, like Christmas Carol, and Melody is like singing a song. Yep. Well, now you got a new nickname for your sister. <laughs> <laughs> you also made mobile games and apps. Did you work on anything we might know? The biggest game I worked on was a game called Diner Dash. I don't know if that came on your iPad, but when iPads first came out, which is probably before you were born, uh, the game the game Diner Dash was was on the iPad, and it's where you like own a little restaurant and you you serve customers food and you have to collect the 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 money and and then make more food and things like that. Oh yeah, I've actually seen an ad for that so i worked on that one a long time ago uh, along with um, a number of other ones um, when android phones were still new which was probably before your time um, so i don't think i don't think there's many that are still around that uh, that you would have heard of except for diner dash when you were a kid what comics did you like reading when I was a kid, there were these things called newspapers. I don't know if you see. <laughs> I know I seen them. Yeah, and they had comics in them, uh, and I used to like reading the comics in the newspapers. And when they were collected into books, um, I used to like Garfield. Have you heard of Garfield? I have, because I watched the show of it on Netflix. Oh, there you go. So, so Garfield used to be in books and used to be a comic book and that that actually gave me my love of orange cats and i ended up with three orange cats garfield used to be a black and white in the newspapers and calvin and Hobbes is another comic that i used to like um and that was a black and white comic those are those are the ones that got me reading and and got me drawing and you mentioned that you made this game uh I was born in 2011. What year did it come out? Oh, uh, I made the game that came out in 2012, but you would have been one years old and not old yeah. enough to use a phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, came it was out- called Shipwreck, and it was about being stranded on a desert island. What inspired you to become an artist? I think it was my my babysitter's son's who liked to draw and they taught me how to trace Garfield and they, they could draw Garfield really well. Better than you. Yeah. And well, this was when I was four years old. So when I was four, they could draw Garfield really well and they taught me how to draw that stuck with me my entire life. So ever since I was four years old, I wanted to, to draw. And a lot of people encouraged me telling me that I, 
I drew really well,、uh, and it just sort of stuck. What advice would you give a kid like me who is interested in drawing characters? I would say to trace. Do you know? Do you have tracing paper or? Well, I just have a sketchbook. You have a sketchbook. Do you know you can put drawings underneath the paper and sort of see through the paper? If you do that and trace over top of it with pencil, you'll learn how to draw characters. That's how I learned how to draw. So I would trace Garfield comic strips and color them in myself. So it's like I would make my own coloring books, kind of. By doing that, I learned and I memorized how to draw Garfield. So then. I didn't need to trace anymore, and I could just draw him from memory. So that's a really good way to learn how to draw characters is to trace them,、that's、and and and it looks just like the artist did them when you trace them. So it feels good that you drew something that was like the original. <laughs> I'm good at drawing too, because one time for my homework, I had to draw an orange, and it was really darn close looking like it. Nice. That's another thing you can do too. Is like draw from, from photos or from real life, and try to make it as close as possible. And then you just remember how to draw it, and then you build up your, your skills that way. Yeah, most things, most things are just circles and boxes. Thanks. I'll try it. Okay. We want to be respectful of Mike's time. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners? Oh yeah. Keep learning everything that you can.、Um, if you want to learn like how to be an artist,、uh, there's like YouTube videos that you guys are doing and like tracing.、Um, but like, if you want to draw cartoons, you can also learn how to draw realistic stuff, which will help your cartoony drawings.、Um, and also learn about like math and business. That's really helpful for when you get older, so you can.、Um, You know, do do art professionally.、Uh, so never stop learning. You know about you know like making comics and and things like that. I used to publish my own comics with, using a photocopier, and that taught me a bit about the business of making comics. How how you、um, you know pay three cents for a photocopy, and then you can sell something for twenty five cents, and then make enough money to buy candy. Like my dad's favorite candy when he was a kid, it was only twenty five cents. It's probably more expensive now. Probably. Logan, do you remember how many chicken nuggets you gave Melly Bean and the giant monster? Yes, I gave it five. What about you? Do you remember how many? I gave it. I would love to give it six, but I had to give it five. You don't have to give it five. We discussed this. You could give it four, three, two, or one. But I want to give it six, but I can't. Well, thank you very much for giving it five and wanting to give it six. That's even that's like one better. Oh, actually, before you go, someone wants to say hi. The actual Melody. Hi. Hi, Melody. She likes to lick my nose. Thank you so much for joining us today to discuss Melody being a giant monster. And thanks for joining us and being the first author we've had on Hey Got a New Book podcast. Remember, Melody being the giant monster. Is available now. Be sure to get your copy today. This has been the Hey Got New Book podcast. I'm Richard S. and I'm Logan Day. And check our show's website at heygotnewbook.blogspot.com. Check out our Facebook page, Hey Got New Book Podcast. 
Logan, guess what? What? Chicken butt. Guess who? Who? Chicken poo. <laughs> Serious though. Follow us on Twitter at Hey Got a Book. Remember, you can pick up your very own copy of today's book at your local bookseller online or most big box resellers. But we suggest supporting your local bookstore, keeping them in business. Thanks for listening. Bye.